Welcome to Not For The Dinner Table, the March Mysteries. The March Social Distance Mysteries. I love how um, every time we say social distanced, you say it with such venom. I'm fucking furious (laughs) about it. (laughs) I hate recording like this. I hate it. It is not conducive to the way I work. No, especially when we live probably about 400 metres away from each other. I know, it's the most annoying thing in the world. But we have video now, that's better, isn't it? It is better. And it's not um, delaying us today like it was the other day. That's it. Excellent. Well, hi... (laughs) How are you? How's your mood? How's your how's your COVID isolation mood one to ten? One being feeling like shit. Yeah. Ten being brilliant, loving life. I'm probably a no, not probably. I'm a solid five. Middle of the road. <laughs> yeah. because i peak and trough and peak and trough i'm just gonna average it out and say i'm a solid five yeah sometimes i'm like yeah this is great like i'm still able to get out and walk and yeah get like we can still do this in some shape or form and things like that and then other times i'm like i just want to go out and i want to go to a pub i want Mm. to go to my local pub I want to plan things. I want to book a holiday. Yeah. I mean, I know we've booked a holiday, but. Yeah. So, <sighs> yeah. Well. What about you? Um. Well, I think I'm probably a seven this week. Oh, well, kids have gone back to school. Yeah. That's why you're a seven. Yeah. <laughs> I'm knocking three points off because I've still got my sister's kids. <laughs> worth one and a half points each so, yeah so it's great but it's not that great <laughs> but they're older so I can actually get stuff done which is nice yeah. but I still can't leave the house no which is annoying indeed so next week will be much better because one of them the littlest one will have gone back so I'll the oldest one's allowed to stay at home on his own so it'll be great <sighs> Oh gosh! So will you be? Might even be a ten next week. Mm, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> it depends what the week holds. Indeed. It does, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot that can alter. Alter the score. Oh yes, there is. But listeners, we hope you are keeping safe and well during this time. Absolutely do. But welcome to. The March Mysteries. This season, we are covering a different mystery. 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 (laughs) Every Friday. (laughs) Is 
about your mysterious accent? My mysterious <laughs> accent. A potential Eastern European yeah, origin. I don't know what you're doing there. <laughs> if you haven't listened to episode 60, go back and listen to ex- episode 60, where I talked about the mystery of Maud's Elm, which mm. is a murder mystery from the 1700s that has witchcraft, lust, an archer, and a tree. <laughs> yes, an elm tree. An elm tree. Fabulous. But today, Sophie, mm. we you're giving us a mystery, aren't you? I am. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. No, I've not told you either of mine, have I? No, I've no idea. <gasps> right. But I've, oh, I've got, have a you bit got news. news. I've got news. Excellent. Jingle. And we, we could even give the signal for the jingle because I can see you. Oh, yeah. No, no news. news. It's good news. <laughs> good news. But some news might be nice news. Not for the dinner, dinner table. table. News. news. Still doesn't oh. work. <laughs> I think it worked. Mm. What's slightly concerning is below, when yes. I'm looking at my audio, yeah. my audio seems to be going really fast and your yeah. audio seems to be going really slow. Well, do you want to pause and check? Nah. <laughs> Mine has it. Mine's just like a dead flat line on my no, one. No, it's fine. It's definitely but picking stuff up. Last time when we recorded, it was a dead flat line as well. It's picking stuff up. We got nothing to worry about, oh, Sophie. Good. Yes. Tell me a news. We need to talk about some new weird weather. Again. Yes. Have you heard of this news? No. Tell me. So reported in HuffPost, scientists have discovered a space hurricane high above the Earth. Wow. Yep. An approximately 620 mile wide whirling mass of plasma in the upper atmosphere above the magnetic North Pole. Wow. A a swirling mass of plasma? Yeah. Wow. I know. I almost want to say plasma the way in which you say magma. magma. Yeah. <laughs> when plasma. you said it, when you said plasma, I was like, magma? <laughs> and then I was like, no, plasma. The hurricane roiled above the magnetic North Pole for about eight hours, raining electrons instead of water. Oh, The hurricane occurred in August 2014, but scientists didn't know it had happened until more recently, when an international team of researchers noticed the phenomenon while studying satellite observations from that time period. The discovery is the first of its kind. Wow. Yeah. I love the space hurricanes. I know. And did you know that space weather can affect things like GPS, satellite communications? And researchers believe that space hurricanes could be quite common, but we've simply not detected them until now. Oh. And continuing with their research, scientists have already found other cases of um, space hurricanes. So... In the future, could we see the lovely Thomas Schaffernacker oh. presenting the weather and telling us about space hurricanes in the not-too-distant future? I hope so. 
got to love a bit of Shafanaka, haven't you? I know. Like, I just have, like, a little flash forward to yeah. when, like, Ernie and his family are going to the moon, Luna Base 2, <laughs> on their holiday. Yes. And their flight gets de- delayed because of a space hurricane. Oh, my God. Won't that be amazing? Yeah. Bing bong. Really sorry, but flight 192 to the moon, Luna Space Base 2, is cancelled because of a space hurricane. <laughs> All passengers should report to the spaceport front desk (laughs) for transferring flights to the moon of Uranus. (laughs) Yeah. So good. Yeah. So that's my news. Oh, brilliant. That's fab. Right. Well, so mysterious me. Okay. Tonight, Dave, I'm going to talk to you. And this actually coincides a little bit with your last one. I'm going to talk oh. to you about roadside graves. Oh. And one roadside grave in particular. But I just wanted to go into a little bit about roadside graves. Historians and archaeologists have long speculated on the reason for crossroad burials. Mm. Perhaps it was the nearest resting place the deceased would get to any sort of religious symbol. It may also have been because execution grounds were commonly at crossroads and suicide was a crime. Oh, yeah! I love the bit about the symbology of a crossroad. Yeah, I know. I'd never thought about that before. No. But yes, possibly. Superstition <laughs> <laughs> may also have come into it as a crossroad might confuse the ghost of a deceased. So it might not know which way to go. Oh, so, so you get buried on a crossroad. Yeah. You're ghostly form pops up after a while and you're just like oh god which road do I take yeah god I don't know where I am yeah so it's a bit nasty isn't it yeah it's not very nice is it trying to confuse those (laughs) poor poor dead ghosts very purposeful purposeful Hmm. archaeological evidence suggests that crossroad burials of executed individuals have been going on since Anglo-Saxon times. Wow. That's pretty cool, isn't it? I didn't realise that until I read um, So that's read nearly that. like a thousand years. Yeah. Um, Crossroads burials ended with an increasing understanding of mental illness and depression and were abolished by an Act of Parliament in 1823. Oh. Yeah. So, let me tell you a mysterious story of a crossroad grave. I'm going to talk to you tonight about Betty's grave. At a crossroad just outside the village of Poulton, near Sirencester. Yeah. Um, is a low mound called Betty's Grave. And there's actually a sign on the crossroad that says Betty's Grave on it to this day. 
The grave holds a plethora of folk tales about poor old Betty. As with many roadside graves, flowers are left on Betty's grave to this very day. So who was Betty? Some say she was a sheep stealer who was hanged at the spot (laughs) and buried at the foot of the gallows. You (laughs) sheep stealing bitch! (laughs) A suicide of an unknown traveller? A housekeeper of a gentleman's house nearby who killed her employer. Several stories and more elaborate stories tell us that she's called Betty Barstow and she was a remarkably strong and formidable woman and farm worker. You'll like this one, Dave. She once wagered that she could cut an acre of wheat with her sickle faster than any man could. She won her battle... Uh, sorry, she won her bet, but fell dead immediately afterwards and was buried on the spot. No way. <laughs> that's one of the stories. I love that that's, you know, she worked so hard <laughs> to prove herself. Yeah, then that she, she died. died. Yeah. That's such a male thing, isn't it? Oh, it's yeah. like, well, she wasn't, she wasn't strong as us she, because she we did didn't it. die at the end. She did it, but then she died. Yeah, because yeah. she pushed herself too too hard. Yeah, because she's a weak and feeble woman. She's of weak and feeble mind. Absolutely. In the 1920s, Alfred Williams wrote claiming that poor old Betty was a witch who caused trouble for local farmers. She would turn their milk sour, make gates fall off fields, curse animals to miscarry, all while she danced naked in the street at midnight. I quite like that story as well. Because, you know, I've got, like, who doesn't like an, a naked dance through the street at midnight? Yeah. I think <laughs> I've got I've got an image of, like, a naked Betty. Yeah. Like, strutting around a village. But um, with the... Um, Agatha All Along song from WandaVision because like Agatha's a witch yeah and it's have you heard that song yet? if you have watched that episode no it's like who's been messing up everything (laughs) it's been Betty all along (laughs) (laughs) well she is messing up everything in Poulton Um, and she was eventually burned as a witch on the spot of her grave so we come to my favourite tale of the mysterious Betty. Betty had arrived in the village of Poulton one day, completely naked, unable to speak, and without any clues as to who she was. She was sheltered and adopted by a kindly couple, but her inability to speak and her strange behaviour such as wandering the streets alone on moonlit nights, not naked in this case, made the villagers uneasy and they suspected her, of course, of being a witch. The village mob attacked her and hanged her and buried her at the crossroad. But our story doesn't end there, Dave. The next day... Betty left her grave, 
and returned home. <gasps> so she ain't having none of that. They killed her. She's like, fuck you. I'm coming back. So what did the village mob do? Killed her again. Yeah. They killed her for a second time, only for the same thing to happen again. What? Yeah. The third time they killed poor old Betty, you know, I'd be shitting my pants if she came back from the dead. I wouldn't want to kill her again. <laughs> Especially so, if you'd like been there when you killed her. Exactly. And like saw her die. So the third time they killed her, as they were burying her at the crossroads, she said that if they wanted her to stay dead and buried, they must swear to keep her grave decked with flowers. Hang on. Uh, yes. Hang on. No, hang on. Yeah. So they killed her a third time. So they killed her a third time. And as they're burying but her. She spoke she as spoke she was being buried. As she was after being she buried. Was killed. For a third time. <laughs> You just imagine her like in a coffin, like, now listen, guys. <laughs> She's like, come on, here's, I've had enough of doing here's this. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Yeah. I'm not scratching through six feet of earth again. I'm not doing it. Look at my cuticles. Yeah. Look at them. They're ruined. She's like, this is ridiculous. Even though she can't speak, obviously, because she was mute when she came to the village. Oh, could she not speak? No. And she never spoke. No, she never spoke, but she spoke. So yes. Oh, my God. This story is mind-blowing. <laughs> so, after they'd killed her for a third time, as they were burying her, she spoke, saying that if they wanted her to stay dead and buried, they must swear to keep her grave decked with flowers to atone for their cruelty in killing an innocent woman. Oh. The villagers were so scared they did as Betty asked. The villagers did this up until 1970 when people, the tale fizzled out and they stopped putting flowers on the grave. When they stopped putting the flowers on the grave, her ghost no. appeared again, tormenting the villagers until they resumed putting flowers on her grave. And they still put flowers on her grave to this day. That is amazing. I hope someone's been putting them during lockdown as well. Me too. Otherwise, Betty's going to be like, Oi, where the fuck are my flowers? That's, she's like, that's it. I'm Pulling getting out of here. <laughs> getting out of here. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, the first part of that story as well sounded a little bit like alien abduction-y, like how she supposedly turned yeah, up in the village naked, not knowing where she was. Yeah. And then that sort of following night, she would go out at night, like moonlit nights, looking for, obviously looking for something. What if she was abducted by aliens? I know, and dropped in Poulton. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, and did they ever suspect her of maybe being like a vampire as well as a witch? There are no stories about her being a vampire, but we could just make one up. Yeah. And then we've kind of like hit everything on the head there. I Alien mean... Alien abduction, ghosts, vampires. Witches. We could have it all. Witches. <laughs> Flowers. <laughs> Crossroads. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, poor so there Betty. we are. That's my well, crossroad mystery. We will have to go and visit Poulton. I know. I thought I need to put that on the list of places yeah. to go. Gosh, that's so like I'd never heard of that local legend. That's Neither amazing. What a mystery. That's why I who, love this podcast. Who was Betty? Who was Where she? did she come from? Was she a witch? Was she abducted by aliens? Did they, you know, maybe they didn't kill her properly. Maybe they just gave <gasps> her like a flesh wound the like, first couple um, of times. Do you remember when I did Buried Alive? Yeah, exactly. Like that, yeah. Actually, maybe they like clonked her on the head. Yeah. And she was a bit she pissed, was dead. maybe. Yeah. And if she couldn't the talk the first night. two times, yeah. she wouldn't have been able to tell them that she was alive if she woke up. Exactly. I mean, she could have moved and yes. like waved and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> waved. I'm still alive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yes. What a mystery. I know. So there you well, go. That is my little March mystery. Love, love, love. Listeners, if you have any theories on who Betty was, where she came from, was she abducted by aliens? Was she a witch? Do you live in Portland? Do you put flowers on the grave? Yeah. We have a lot of local listeners. Mm. So do you live in Polton? Yeah. Do you know about this story? Have you visited the grave? If so, get in touch at notforthedinnertable at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Yeah. Fabulous. Well, listeners, thank you to thank you to listening. Thank, thank you to you listening. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to part two of the March Mysteries. We're not going to do our usual outro because we have four episodes this month. Oh, yeah. But if you enjoyed the podcast, then please tell a friend or leave a review wherever you found this podcast. And remember, everyone is welcome at our dinner table, except... The villagers, the the marauding mob villagers of Poulton. Yes. Who killed Betty three times. (laughs) Kill me once, shame on me. Kill me twice, shame on you. Kill me three times, you ain't welcome at this dinner table. No. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, listeners. Goodbye. I love that you're waving. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. I'll see you next time. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) I love it. The Dinner Table is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. 
check out BritPodScene.com or follow BritPodScene on Twitter to find out more. Thank you.